Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I miss the honky-tonks, Dairy Queens and 7-Elevens. You got it, you got it. Pete Donaldson here. This is the Football Ramble. I'm joined by Jim Campbell. hey and Luke, you got it right first time. Woohoo! Rejoice. Yeah, that's a pop song. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Three boys back in the studio talking about football and that. Welcome to Per Mertesacker's retirement party. <laughs> <laughs> he looked very old in that match. Mm. Um, first things first, Jim Campbell, a fine jumper. Thank you. Covered in koi, he is. Yep. Very coy, very coy man. Uh, and a nice jumper as well. A kind of a threaded woolen number. This is like a, 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 I'd call this a cable knit. A cable yeah. knit. Yeah. That's what You've I was... Got a, Lovely, uh, lovely cardigan with both shoulder and elbow pads. Yeah, but um, one of the buttons is missing, so uh, I'm not quite so well-dressed as you guys. Um, so, let's crack straight into some FA Cup action. Uh, Nottingham Forest, the Tricky Trees versus Arsenal. Uh, this, is, this was, rather, um, the first third-round defeat for Arsenal since 1996. They did a Newcastle, Jim. They did. It's Yay! Not, it's not, not a great performance. I don't... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to put anyone's nose out of joint or sort of, you know, be too sort of reactionary about it. But I don't, I don't actually think Arsenal were very good at the weekend. <laughs> Do you reckon? Uh, no, I think the thing about the performance is um, obviously it was abject in every regard. And full credit to, to Forrest, they were, they were brilliant. They, they played their part, as a certain Ramble legend would say. Um, but it's an inexperienced team. Um, but the errors are incredibly, incredibly basic. For the yeah. first goal, that wall playing everyone on side, you are effectively giving someone a free punch with that. It was mm. so, so obvious. The media to on see that Arsene Wenger, coming. for example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. And, and you think, I know, I know that Wenger likes his players to sort of express themselves, but you think, are they being drilled in even the basic things if the younger, more inexperienced players that don't mm. naturally have that in their locker from their experience of just being a professional footballer can't do simple things like that? Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. That, yeah, I mean, they absolutely capital R ridiculous. That that wall, the positioning of that wall and the way it was set up, and it is, I mean, that is under ten stuff. I mean, you, mm. you don't need to, you don't need to put a wall there in that position. David Ospina should have that covered anyway. Yeah. And if you are going to put a wall there, which again, to repeat, you shouldn't. But if you are, mm. take your line off that. So at least mm. you're there to defend it if you need to. You know, yeah. It's absolutely. It's. it's, it's I, I found. And I know I've had a little bit of a cheap shot of Murtasacker there in the intro, but. I found the way that um, Ben Brereton was able to to bully Holding, who doesn't seem to have an awful lot in his locker at the moment, and, and Mertesacker, who was a proud, brilliant servant for Arsenal and a fantastic player in his day, who's now, sadly, his best days are behind him. The way he was able to do that suggests that Mertesacker really can't perform at any sort of level anymore. I mean, if he can't use his experience, I know he's not got any pace, but if he can't use his experience to outwit and to deal with an 18-year-old championship forward yeah. who's, who scored no more than a handful of goals in his yeah. entire career, then you really wonder where he's going to go from yeah. here. I know he's got something lined up for next season. He's not going to be playing yeah. any, anymore. But that, to me, really typified the entire, the entire affair. Yeah. I mean, Forrest was just so encouraged over mm. and over again by Arsenal's mm. lack of like, application. Yeah. I mean, as well, not only... Obviously, there's, you know, there's young players playing, um, but that, that excuse only goes so far. Because you've got to look at players like Danny Welbeck and Theo Walcott, who should be busting a gut to prove that they should, they should be in that team. They, yeah. should, you know, they should be starting more. And clearly, there's just no desire there. Walcott uh, looked particularly pedestrian. Just... Yeah. Yeah, he's got his eye on a move, clearly. He's probably just accepted now that his Arsenal career isn't going to last for mm. very much longer and is, is effectively 
possibly down tools and that's that, that's incredibly frustrating um one good thing is i suppose it gives other people a chance arsenal have won it a lot no non <laughs> yeah. no non league teams in the cup um at this point so servants to the narrative yeah. <laughs> well, well this has been a feather in arsenal's cap for a, a few seasons now yeah. this has rescued him from being fired well, a few it's, times. Been, it's, been the, so. it's been the only remaining stitch in the cap very much <laughs> it's been the, it's been the, the one reliable stitch in the cap so you can still wear the cap on your head when someone else <laughs> criticizes the cap it's I no mean, longer just a piece of cloth <laughs> Um, yeah. Speaking of cap selection, though, I mean, looking at the bench, there was no one there to really come on, and that must have buoyed at Nottingham yeah. Forest to a certain extent. Well, that was that was um, as as was said in the studio earlier by our, our delightful cameraman Sam. It was a cocky move, and that's right. absolutely right. It was cocky. It showed, yeah. I think, a lack of respect to, to Forest, who were fourteenth in the championship, and it's a way. You know, that's a, that's a motivated team. It's very mm. very frustrating. What one thing I suppose is that it's good for the Wenger out brigade, and it's you know there are now fewer games of his reign. Yeah. Um, um, so what, that's what happens, less time to be angry. What happens to that brigade once he leaves? That's what I worry. What are they, what are they going to like channel their focus on? Could they, they get a hobby? You have to get yeah. a hobby. Yeah. Don't know what talk be, to their but... wives. But you, 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 Craft ale. That would have been encouraging <laughs> to Forrest because I reckon Gary Brazil would have said to them, look look at the team they've picked. You mm. know? And you could see from the first minute the way that Forrest was snapping into those tackles and mm. really badgering and hassling Arsenal. And Arsenal were a team of a combination of inexperienced um, players who will learn from this, like Joe Joe Willock and Reese Nelson and all the, uh, Rain Adelaide and all the rest of it. Um, I'm not Rain, sorry, Maitland Niles. There's so many mm. double barrel players in that team. <laughs> um, you know who I mean, anyway. And players who, as Jim rightly said, are on the fringes but can't mm. really seem to make a compelling mm. argument by their performances of why they should be playing. I mean, Theo Walcott's career is. I mean, I don't want to get too harsh on the guy immediately after this event, which which was only last night, as we record now, but. What's he got to show for his career, Theo Walcott? I mean, well, it's... the FA Cup wins, hundred goals for Arsenal. You know, scored a hat trick for England, but you know, it could be, it, it should be more for the, than that. For the guy, for the guys like promise for the for his promise. Mm-hmm. I know he's had injury problems and stuff. I find him in, and it almost it's it's hard to to make a comparison. But you know, like Tim Henman, where it's like, like a bit embarrassing yeah. about it. I find that with Theo Walcott, <laughs> it's like a bit embarrassing about him playing football. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be mean to the guy because by all accounts, he's a lovely chap, but. That, that's just, just not good enough. It's well, absolutely not good enough on any level. And Arsenal, with a combination, like I say, of, of talented, raw players and players who, who should be showing the manager why they want to be part of the team, they should be able to, to do the business against Nottingham Forest. Yeah. They really should. And the, the problem within the game is also quite reflective of a larger problem at Arsenal, which is that players made the same mistakes over and over again in the game, which allowed Forest to just go, well, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, we, do, this we don't have perfectly. to do plan B or yeah. anything. Well, Ospina made about four or five really yeah. decent saves. Yeah, yeah. But also, for the, I mean, the second goal for Forest was fantastic, but Ospina there, you know, yeah. was he checking his phone? <laughs> so, I mean, to be honest, we are all of the focus is on Arsenal because it was a pretty abject performance from a, a decorated team who should be pushing for a Champions League place at the end of the season. Um, but Nottingham Forest, take nothing away from them. Yeah. I do worry about Brereton's uh, release clause. He's got to have something in there because, you know, p- people are going to be looking at that guy because he, he, he led the line so incredibly well. And you have to understand from that point of view that Forest rested players as well. Yeah. I mean, Forest, Forest had a combination of experience and youth in there. Um, but they just, and, and you don't want to get the old accusations out of being, well, you don't want to be accused of being like a proper football man and being like Tim Sherwood, but mm. really, Forrest really wanted to win that game. They yeah. really, really wanted it. You know, Arsenal maybe saw it as a bit of an inconvenience, so it's like they couldn't really be, couldn't really be sort of bothered to, to, to really match them man for man. Um, and, Absolutely right about the comment on, on who was on the bench. They had no one to change it. Mm. You, you know, I know I don't want to feel like this, and Jim will be able to shed more light on this than I will. But you wonder whether Wenger just appeases players like Erzlin and Sanchez and goes, "Oh, you can have a night off. Don't, it, don't well, worry, you don't you, worry you can have the night off. You've got to move in the offing, possibly in January. Yeah, I mean, let's maybe, keep you fit. Maybe that's part of it. But I, yeah. I think that the danger is that Wenger trusts in his players so much he assumes that uh, that they'll get through a tie like that mm. rather than actually necessarily clearly doing the, the work necessary to make sure that those players go out on the pitch and win it on the pitch rather mm. than assuming the reputation is enough for that. It's we'll, very frustrating. We'll, we'll probably pick our goal of the round uh, a little bit later on in the show, but uh, Eric's goal, Eric Lehigh's goal. Eric, oh, your pal I mean, Eric. They give him a lot of room. And he didn't get his dog because apparently if he was going to score, if he scores a hat trick this season, he gets a dog from his wife or girlfriend. Apparently he asked for the penalty, didn't he? He asked for the penalty, but they weren't going to give him it. He was laughed out of town. (laughs) (laughs) What did you make of the... That that, that Lehigh second goal, wasn't it, was was great. It was a a stunner. I mean, Arsenal gave him a lot of room, a lot of space, a lot of time, but still got to finish it. And the the spinners went, oh, Oh, come on. He just sort of stooped and went, oh, flipping heck. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was really confused. Uh, Jack Wilshere's not got an injury, has he? 
No, but he's played a lot of games of late, so I would imagine it's uh, just resting him for caution but that's and probably over caution in terms of the lineup. I would, well. I would, yeah, if I was Wilshire, I'd have really wanted to play. I, maybe he did and Wenger said no, but I mean, even if you just pop him on the bench and he can mm. come on and, and really... Steady it. Mm. Yeah. He's been the player doing that for Arsenal in recent weeks. He's yeah. been the player that's actually been dictating the tempo and it's, you know, it's the Jack Wilshire of old in those last few games. But I don't it, want to sort of too, talk too quickly about it, that, but that's exactly the calm, steady head they needed in that match and yeah. it wasn't there. And, and, and psychologically, if you see kind of the Sanchez's, the Urza's on the bench, they don't have to play. Mm. I presume they started to be resonant in the in in the um they weren't even on the on the bench so presumably you still have to turn up or something I, 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 I that was always my understanding if you're not on the bench you're still turning up for the matches it just seems weird that you where are these people where are these players no, if, they're, if they're not in the squad they don't have they to don't travel have to they travel. don't travel for away right, okay. games they'll, they'll I think they'll be expected to be there at a home game but uh, Eric oh, Lehigh yeah, Eric Lehigh is um is a good example to, that for, for Arsenal players to, to take a look at. I mean, look how Eric Lehigh rose to that occasion. Mm. I've seen Eric Lehigh in the flesh on more than one occasion, and Stink sometimes he's been terrible. Mm. You know, so clearly he rose to the occasion. He really wanted to be there. He dominated um, um, Maitland-Niles at times, mm. and he really made himself busy, and, and that was typified by his two goals. If, if any of those Arsenal players showed anything like that sort of application, and they weren't all terrible or anything. It was not like, you know... Forest had a good night, and 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 the third round of the FA Cup can 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 bring about these occasions. And I think, as as you said at the top of the show, Pete, it's the first time Arsenal have been knocked out in the third round for an awful long time, mm. and it's probably one of the first times Wenger's been knocked out by lower league opposition as well. Yeah. Generally, their record is quite good. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, the, the application just wasn't there. You can't swan your way through a game away from home under the floodlights against a team who really badly wants to win. And that should be a lesson to them. But you know it won't be, Jim. Do you no. know it won't be? Well, I, I, think it, I think probably some teams actually can do that. They right. are good enough to. But I think there's clearly disharmony in the Arsenal squad. Arsenal have and been good enough to swan you, through it, though. If you, if you don't have that harmony within your team, you can't, just, you can't rely on them getting you through an off day. Hmm. And, and that's, you know, that, 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 that's just... Led to them coming on stuck. Yeah, you, you have to come to the. You wouldn't be particularly happy to see Permatasaka start in Premier League games now. After that, surely, um, surely. not not with any other available option. No, I mean, you know, certainly not in a two. Um, yeah. uh, in a three, I can certainly see an argument for it against different opposition with a stronger team out. But um, you know, he's, clearly, is is is. His lack of pace is, is is becoming an issue as he gets older, as that decreases. He never had a lot of pace. He worked around it, but yeah. you know he's he's calling time at the right time. I, I find I find it really curious, and, and and the word that keeps coming to my mind is arrogance about the, the Arsenal team selection because I understand there's a chance that that Arsenal may not have known that Ben Brereton would have started, but the type of player he is, you put Mertesacker in there in a two with El Nenny, who's not had a brilliant Arsenal mm. time, and Willock, who's very very inexperienced in front of the back four to protect him. And you've got Rob Holding, who isn't really up to much based on that show. Um, Rob Holding's had some very good performances, but as um, with many Arsenal players, you know they they go up and down with confidence. But I, I think I do think you need you, Holding. Presumably, if he's next to Koscielny and one other, he looks a lot better yeah. than he's next to a, a rickety old per Absolutely, against a, a, a young, hungry forward who just really wants to run you over and over again. Mm. And they tried to isolate him against Mertesacker. You can see it a mile off. Mm. Um, I just found that curious that, that they would leave Mertesacker so exposed against the real hustle and bustle of a championship team. Well, I think it's probably showing of too much faith in Mertesacker's um, ability at the moment. I mean, if, we, if you look back to the FA Cup final, we all kind of worried about that beforehand and he had a fantastic yeah. game. So it's, that was the first you know, game he played that season, in, wasn't in it? A, yeah. I don't know about that season, but certainly in a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's a sad show of the decline. Well, uh, we are going to have to move on, but before we do, oh, no. just uh, you know, ju- just one question: If Arsenal, uh, you know, get dumped out the EFL Cup, if they, uh, you know, manage to put in a terrible performance against Chelsea on Wednesday, would you see Arsene Wenger leaving the club before the end of the season? Arsene Wenger won't leave the club before the end of his contract. Right. I'd be amazed by that. Okay. And um, what about the penalty? Really quickly. Oh yes, we the, uh, the penalty. Yeah, mm. obviously the standing foot penalty kick. Would, would VAR have sorted that out? I think it probably would have. Um, I'm because not a big way, fan of the, the flight of the ball. You mean? Yeah, I think it was. I think from you know, uh, I think by the second replay, I was convinced that it was it was a standing foot. Let's kick. get this right though, because VAR that that would be only a very very small percentage of what VAR would be used for, mm. and the reason VAR would sort that. It's because it's a black or white yes or no decision. Mm-hmm. You look at, I tell you, a great, the, the VAR conversation could have been really nicely summed up just in those two moments. The penalty that was at Debussy, it gave away. Yeah. He had an awful game, by the way. Debussy gave away. And then the, the standing foot double kick mm. issue. So the double kick issue, I believe, I agree with you, Pete, is right, is easily sorted out by VAR. Mm. 
but the penalty decision isn't. Mm. It, I mean, if you look at the penalty decision over and over again, it mm. looks like he touches the ball, but he sort of comes through the man. And I can see either way for that. So there's no way VAR is going to help you because mm. it's not compelling enough to be overturned. So it's actually going to be useless in that situation. Mm. The, the stated aim of VAR, though, is, to, is only to improve 2% of decisions. And I think just because it isn't going to work on everything doesn't mean it will work on nothing. And therefore, I, I think it's a value. Personally. But do you understand the point that yeah, yeah, yeah. black and white decisions are easily sorted out? Absolutely. But I, I yeah. feel that that's, that's something that needs to be sort of folded into that conversation, that it, it shouldn't be treated as this kind of perfect solution to everything. It's just, it's, a, it's an aid, isn't it? I, I just think, I just think ty- like, I've been a long-standing uh, hater of VAR. And, and the haters, don't hate. Haters. Uh, but watching it actually in action, you sort of go, yeah, this is probably as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's too slow. There's just too too much. Um, there's too much time between decision and, and the actual incident itself. I'm, I'm not having it. You I'm love not tech. having it. On one level, I love yeah, tech. you do love, I love tech. tech. On one level, though, I, I agree that. Well, I, I personally, I would be against it. Now, I'm not. I'm not suggesting we have a massive sort of prolonged debate about it. But I, there's part of me that thinks that it is a little bit ridiculous that every single person in the world has this access to this technology apart mm. from the man who's expected to make the decision yeah, quite, but, it, yeah. but, it, but I think more than I think it's the I think it's the application of it at the moment you've got like this big kind of like two minutes kind of um, buzz when a goal's been scored and then I think uh, I think you guys were talking on the continent uh, a little while ago about how long it took um, in Syria, for it to be actually um, for, for, the, for a goal to actually um, be yeah. ratified as an actual goal it's it's not right. Like, why isn't there just a, like a like a dead man's kind of handle where there's just three referees watching it at the same time? They go, yes, yes, yes. Like, bloody Britain's got talent. You know yeah. what I mean? And the referee instantly oh, actually, knows exactly like instantly that. Instantly knows. But Pete, I think um, the general consensus is that it is the teething problems have been overcome sort of now, and it is getting no. a lot better. So mm. I, th- I think they expect that to be the no, same. I, I think we can all agree that the way to test it is over one fixture on a round <laughs> on, of games. on a Monday night yeah. in the FA Cup. Uh, so let's move on to uh, Comedy City two, Stoke City one. Mark Hughes out on his ear, but mercifully back in the running order. Oh, he'd be so pleased to hear that. Little yeah. silver lining for Marky yeah. Boy there. Another dreadful full performance from uh, Stoke City uh, once again uh, a Premier League team just not giving uh, the respect that the, that the FA Cup deserves yeah I just feel like this is a classic example of how if you're in the run of losing games if you're in that habit of losing games when you go behind it almost doesn't matter who the opposition <laughs> are because you're then suddenly you, you know your shoulders drop your heads go it's like mm. oh god we've got to climb this mountain again and Coventry were fantastic they were great they should have had they? more in that game they were great they and did get back into it though Stoke. They, brought, they battled their way of back course, in but, they, yeah. had, they, they ended the game with 6 four on the field playing at various positions so it's not as if Marquis didn't throw the kitchen sink at it he just, he's just still out on his ear <laughs> um, that's football um, t- Stephen Ireland the harbinger of doom back yeah, in the team back yeah. in the team manager's gone <laughs> I, I, I found it um, I found it you know it's a bit, he went out with a bit of a whimper didn't he Mark Hughes and you know the idea that he chucks all these forwards on it I, I, you know it, the writing's been on the wall for some time there I mean if you look at the, the t- team that they've they've got or the best team they can put yeah. out clearly a few of those players are their best years are behind them and and maybe he's 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 fallen a bit between two stalls with this task he was given to make them a bit more attractive and he's been there a long time don't yeah. forget and so. let's also give him the credit that he did achieve that yeah you know he had them finishing ninth three times in a row and yeah. he had them playing good football and you know they, they had a lot of good times under him sometimes and, it just goes stale though and I think you've got to be an exceptionally good manager after four and a half years to reinvent it again and, and mm. you know almost like Fer- what Ferguson was known for continually building brilliant teams now obviously if Ferguson was a genius Mark Hughes isn't that but he's been there long enough to, to sustain a Premier League role mm. And, and he has to deserve some credit for that. But the writing's been on the wall for some time with them. That I think a new, fresh set of ideas would get an awful lot more out of that squad than, than mm. Hughes was getting. And again, these these lower league teams, um, maybe it's a little bit more um, sort of stark with Coventry, who were relegated last mm. season in League Two, and there's a big a big gap there. Mm. But by and large, as we saw with the Forest game. I, I've watched a decent amount of league football this season, football league football, and th- these teams, they are hard-running, hard-working, talented players, and if you give them a sm- sniff of blood, they'll take it. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happened here. As soon as Stoke got back in the game, it was about 15 minutes later, Coventry scored again. And Coventry had a lot of chances. Jack Butler made some good saves. Yeah. Not um, against Grimmer, though. No, no. no, be, be no. Nice, be yeah, nice. that was a shame. That was yeah, a shame. But nice to be fair, post. though, Jack Grimmer hits that so early. No one's yeah. expecting that. I didn't expect it to go in. But that was almost a little bit reminiscent of the Ospina thing. You said that Ospina was at fault for one of the goals against Forrest. Mm. And, and Butler was at fault for one of the goals against Coventry. But mm. Butler still kept him in the game. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, if everyone else is playing like an absolute drain, the goalkeeper's allowed to have one mistake. <laughs> yeah. you know, unfortunately, it just really 
really cost her Stoke. <laughs> but Mark Minolsi kept getting it over and over again. And and you wonder why players like at Stoke who at the back who should be better. I mean, I've said this before on the show. Butland, Rimmer, who's really highly rated and obviously talented, although he's not done very well at Stoke. Kurt Zuma, who's played at a high level. Yeah. Ryan Shawcross, who I know didn't play, but is a very experienced player. Mm. I mean, you cannot make an argument against the idea that a new manager with a fresh set of ideas wouldn't get more out of those mm. defenders. They, yeah. they, he absolutely would. Well, look so. at the way that, that, that they played against Newcastle. Zuma, like, wiped out. I can't remember which um, forward it was of Newcastle. We've only got two. But, um, but, <laughs> but it was a storm or penalty. We didn't get it, but it was just like... That's Zuma, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that's a big ticket acquisition. It was that was that Mark Hughes' problem though. He relied too much on Vimmer in Bula's side or these big players with big uh, price tags, yeah. and they just didn't perform. For I him. think he he seems to have a really unlucky track record with that, and perhaps I guess you put that down to his own uh, you know motivational skills. Because I mean, mm. even if you go back to sort of like Bojan and, and Afalai and Shakiri when those players came in, yeah. and there was that stat about Stoke having the most Champions League winners in in the league. Like <laughs> so few of those players have really consistently performed for mm. him, and you know, it's. It's um, it's a bit of an anomaly that it's a strange one. Mm. But do do you think with Berahino, for example, just to take one of those players out of that list, Pete? I mean, he's not scored a single goal for Stoke, has he? I don't think so. And, 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 and you have to view that in the context of the problems that Tony Pulis had with him at West Brom, right? He was un- he was in all sorts of trouble all the time. Mm. Pulis was always being fielding questions about his attitude, about his fitness, and all this other stuff. And I think the most, I don't know if Mark Hughes has been guilty of this, but if Mark Hughes has signed Berahino for a good amount of money and thought, right, he's got a track record of scoring a decent amount of Premier League goals, which he has, uh, but he's automatically going to do that for me, um, I think that's dangerous. I mean, Berahino has got one twenty goal season in all competitions and has had question marks over his attitude. I don't know the guy personally, but for him to automatically assume that Berahino is going to score goals for him, Mm. It's a mistake, and it was proven to me. But be a managers mistake. have done that before. They've taken kind of, let's say, in inverted commas, troubled uh, players and went, "I'm going to get the best out of them." And it yeah. almost never works. But, but, well, I don't know. <laughs> some, some managers are particularly good at that. But Hughes has, has shown over and over again that perhaps he's not. So mm. clearly, some sort of some aspect of their transfer strategy broke down quite some up. time ago, and they've not arrested it. Mark, mm. Mark Hughes has been in management for a good amount of time, and is a good enough manager to, to sustain a decent amount of top level jobs I mean he's managed in the Premier League for a good while mm. he's managed at international level but you know he's absolutely got shortcomings in his management style and I yeah. don't think anyone who's ever played for him or worked with him would disagree with that and unfortunately it seems like he's got a shelf life when it comes to, to managing uh, teams mm. but once again I mean we are focusing on the Stoke City kind of Premier League side of things Coventry City could this be some kind of turning point for that club who've just been badly treated for such a long time Yes, I think it's a great moment for them to beat a Premier League opposition and they should absolutely enjoy it and they are well worth the win. They're doing all right in League 2 at the moment. Mm. They've got a good chance of promotion again, which again would be south to the wound of the way they've been treated over the last 10 years or so, or even longer. I can't remember the actual date. At least they're still playing in Coventry. That's is the main it, thing. Is yeah. it, is they're it not Co- in Northampton. Exactly, yes, that's right. And Is it, is it um, 46 years since Coventry finished in the top six of a division? So that, that, right? that, looks yeah, like yeah. that looks to be broken. looks like it will be broken this season. Mm. But, Fantastic. Um, yeah, fingers crossed it will, and, and, and they've richly deserved it, and they should enjoy it. I mean, it, this is not Coventry fans' faults because the way the club has been treated and the way that. Sorry, <laughs> Richard Keyes is a Coventry fan, so can we maybe. I know, but I, I think. <laughs> put some I, blame don't blame on him. them. I imagine Richard Keyes is probably on the side of the hedge fund owners. <laughs> uh, although I, I can't substantiate that, but I, I would just say that because they, they've been treated so badly, it was a shame not to see more fans at the game. Mm, mm. Um, but we absolutely understand why that is, and fingers crossed they can, they can use it as a platform to really kick on this season. Mm. Bring back Peter Undlove, that's what I say. That's always the answer. That's, yeah. always, that's the answer to every Absolutely. question, yeah. I think. Uh, right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after this uh, with a bit of correspondence and a bit of Merseyside Derby too. I better go to cash point and get some money, if I've got any money left. Oh, Arsenal fan TV was fantastic oh, after the game. Fan- unequivocal. Bet it was. So Arsene many, Wenger out. So many swear words per minute. <laughs> per murder hacker. <laughs> uh, yes, you are listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back. Uh, it's time for emails with Mr. Jim Campbell. Yeah, it is. Um, we've got an email from Charlie Hart. Hello, oh, Charlie Hart. Solid name, isn't it? Yeah. Sounds but like he's a West Ham fan. Uh, I don't know. I've got um, Ch- Charlie Hart's coming to the pub with a bag of fish. Charlie yeah. Hart. Charlie Hart. Uh, What's Artie doing? Is he coming, Dan? <laughs> oh, he's a character. Charlie. He's I'll from, open him up. He's from Harrow. He's, he's from, from Harrow. Harrow. Yeah. So Harrow. just to clarify, Charlie, we're not going to stab you. No. Don't worry about that. So <laughs> we Char- might. Charlie, appropriately enough, says, watch your fellas. 
Watcher. 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 My, my highlight of the weekend was the magnificent big Baz Dost only touching the ball 13 times in the whole game while playing for Sporting Lisbon on Sunday evening and still bagging a hat-trick. Baz what football do to you? It's Baz Dost football do to you. <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah. Commit to it, Get guys. It right, on a side note, Fulham legend Brian Ruiz is currently playing for Sporting. God, I love that guy. So did Marcus. So did all of us. Mm. Yeah. Big so, fan yeah. that guy. Did he help dump us at the World Cup? Yes. It was a nil-nil, wasn't it? It was a nil-nil. So he contributed, in a sense, yeah. to our own Didn't fame. help us yeah. get any further. Cheers, Charlie. Mm. Oh, we talked a bit about Bazdos on the continent a few months ago. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring it up again on Wednesday. Mm. Listen out for that. Bazdos football do to you. Bazdos football do to you. Hi, guys. I assume there will be lots of nominations for Diego Costa getting sent off for Atletico Madrid, and rightly so. It was hilarious. However, my highlight of the week goes to his much kinder compatriot, Alvaro Morata, for giving his shirt to a young Norwich fan who offered him a Haribo sweet when he was warming up. That's oh. from Lewis Matthews, and that's heartwarming. That's as very well, nice. I mean, that? I, that could have been laced with anything. I didn't see that, but so I did get see... get a Berahino situation, do you? Exactly. I didn't, mm. I, did, I didn't see that, but I did see the, um, the game... Mm. And I imagine Alvaro Morata was looking for any excuse not to have to play. Yeah. <laughs> because I've Norwich been poisoned. Norwich are quite good. Yeah, that's a good idea as well, Pete. What? Fans doing that in the future. Just like filling Haribo with banned substances and tricking opposing <laughs> players into eating them. Let's not poison our footballers. No, no. I'm not. I'm, it was your idea. You just <laughs> said it was a good idea. You just said it was a good idea. But it wasn't my idea, was I it? I have many ideas. Right. Some are good, some are bad. Do not endorse them. You've suggested the idea. You've seconded it. I'm going to have to veto it. Don't do it. <laughs> All right, fine. You've been outvoted. I yeah. think we're covered. Yeah. Okay, so Ender Keenan's been in touch, boys. So, Ender Keenan. Ender Keenan. Ender Keenan. Says, hi guys, referring to your chat on Friday about commissioning a statue of someone and leaving in a random place, there is no better candidate than Mike Dean. Okay. <laughs> Already a controversial figure, and especially so after the penalty decision um, for, for Arsenal against West Bromwich. It should be, he should be immortalised, arms aloft and in mid-celebration like he was, against, like he was in that Spurs game. Other suggestions would be the no-look yellow card. I think this statue would give endless joy to people, mainly because of the follow-up stories of how it was vandalised. Yeah. <laughs> All the best, Ender Keenan. If that's I the problem. You can't have a statue to a ref, can you? I forgot no. about the no-look yellow People will be going card. out of their way. Do you, do you reckon not even like Kalina in his hometown had a had a statue? He might do, maybe, possibly. Has, hasn't hasn't Kalina undone all these like great reputations as a ref by doing like loads of really bad like money grabbing roles in different sort of despotic regimes and stuff? That was he. I, I don't think know. he might have done. Oh, okay. But um, you know, that's just reminding me, Jim. It's, it's worth pointing out uh, on today's show that the amount of Premier League teams that were really underwhelming in the FA Cup this weekend was crazy yeah. we talked about Arsenal talked about Stoke Swansea got a nil in the draw against Wolves who I understand are a good team Chelsea couldn't Chelsea, beat Norwich yeah. West Ham couldn't beat Shrewsbury obviously Spurs went through Man City had a bit of a scare against Premier League um, uh, Premier League opposition Newcastle did it though Newcastle yeah. it's the mighty yeah. Luton <laughs> yes yeah, they but, um, but it's just uh, it's just interesting how, that, how that's happened still a weird one yeah. weird one Leggy, everyone's tired. Everyone's very leggy. Although, I mean, the championship teams well, and all of the teams for them, they play the amount of games anyway, don't they? Yeah, but Jim, it is almost like a uh, a really particularly sort of cruel punishment where you go right to these top level athletes. So if you're playing in Germany or Spain or Italy or whatever, you, you can have a break. <laughs> but you're in the Premier League now, and you're going to play like a hundred games in ten days. And then when you think it's just about done, we're going to put you up against a team away from home who really, really fancy it, who really <laughs> want it. Yeah, yeah. it's like literally the biggest match they'll ever play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not as good as you so in some cases they will literally kick your teeth out yeah yeah <laughs> do you want it or not <laughs> do you want your teeth or not yeah, we'll yeah. put it in m- some milk yeah <laughs> uh, is, is that, that it have we yeah. got yeah all, all right. right we're good okay right well uh, let's move on to um liverpool everton the merseyside derby um liverpool to everton one sigurdsson with everton goal at uh, milner and van dyke with uh, the winner Pete, unbelievable scenes the sammy lee derby sammy lee's face when the winner went in oh he looked like a lamster man every day he's shuffling <laughs> yeah oh, he, was, he was screaming wasn't he it was just oh. <laughs> did you it was, the scene was set for virgil van dyke to score a winner, oh, I mean, that, let's look at the actual sort of details of that it's his debut it's against everton in a competition he can knock them out of when it's one all it's in the cop end and he gets the winner yeah, i mean great. that is dream stuff and he's great. fucking massive to be yeah. fair <laughs> i forgot how big cuz I, like, I don't watch a lot of uh, stuff like i was like my God, he's massive. Yeah. He's a mountain. I was hoping um, that the commentator was going to go, and he's paid his transfer fee off already. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't. He absolutely hasn't. It's about five million off, surely. Yeah. yeah. I think you only get five million for winning the entire FA Cup. So. <laughs> I wonder actually at the end of a player's contract whether the, 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 it's worked out. You get like an appraisal of whether you were value for money or not. 
I yeah, do well, that. I mean, to be honest, I mean, Klopp's typical kind of very um, aggressive kind of forward player. It's like, yeah, I've spent all this money on a, on a defender, but he will be a striker. <laughs> he yeah. will score goals. Yeah. I guarantee you, 18 goals a season. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great game. It was a fantastic was. game to watch. And, and it a was great a great start to the weekend, wasn't it? It was a yeah. brilliant way to start the weekend. I really, really enjoyed it. It, it, was, it was superb. I was a bit disappointed that Rooney went off early because I thought he'd be good for a red card or a goal. He yeah. was definitely in the frame for that. He should have been... He should have been off. Is it fair to say, if, 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 would Charlie Hart, who we might earlier suggest that Rooney was putting it a bat? He was putting yeah. it a bat. I, re- I reckon he would. There's one where he raked his studs down somebody's leg, and I was like, "How come is that on, not Wayne. a yellow? How is that not a yellow?" But Wayne Rooney's got to that stage in his career now where he can legitimately go up to the ref and go, "Come on, I always do that." Yeah, you can't tell me I can't do that now. We do that for 15 years, yeah. mate. He's deciding to do it at this yeah. point. Exactly. Very much like I fancy a yellow. This is worth a yellow. Did you what enjoy I feel did, doing now? Did you enjoy the game, Jimbo? I certainly did. I, my, I think my highlight of it, actually, despite all the sort of lovely romance of the Van Dyke story, was um, was was Everton's goal. It was a beautiful piece of work on mm. the break, and it's very, yeah. very, very brilliantly slotted home by Sigurdsson. Like they need more of that from him, and we are starting to see Sigurdsson come out now. It was a really calm play, wasn't it? It was a really calm finish. Yeah. It was, so, yeah. yeah he, just put it he, in there. He could have blasted that. Yeah. Um, was was the romantic, the most romantic part of the Van Dyke goal that? Um, this is a man who has literally down tools at his existing club to force a move for £75 million. Pounds the romance of the to... FA Cup. Yeah, OK, yeah. sorry, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> that now, was the narrative. Um, what did you guys make of the um, Holgate and Firmino thing? Pete, you and I were trying to lip-read it, weren't we? Yeah, I mean, we, we made out a couple of choice words that you saw on the TV show Narcos a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've always been watching Narcos, well, or the... South American. Um, but I, I thought, to a certain extent, I think the referee panicked slightly once Holgate made an accusation. I agree. Uh, nobody wants to send off a player who's just been racially abused, but um, he didn't. He didn't do anything really. He can put whatever he wants in the in the report. Um, it, it was a difficult situation for the ref, but whatever was said, the referee should have heard because yeah. he was right next to it. I well, mean, at, at one, at the one camera angle that you get where you see all of, uh, of Firmino's um, mouth, uh, it, it gets covered at one point, and yeah, then that's the John point Kenny. where Holgate gets really angry. So it's like, yeah. well, meh. well, you, I saw Holgate. I lip read Holgate saying, "Ref, ref, he's just called me." Right. Okay. And 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 you could see him saying that yeah. fairly clear. Yeah. I rewound it, and you yeah. see it fairly clear. So he, he has he has. He's accused. He's, he's, him he's of accused it. him of it. Yeah. But I, but I just thought that oh wow. So what happens from here? But what you, happens if the, what happens if the referee says well I didn't hear that. Nobody else heard that. How does that? How well, he, he has to put it in his there? report. He just puts it in his report. He puts it in his report. But then, that, but then Holgate has effectively um, not been sent off for the for throwing a player in the crowd. I've not even got a yellow card for throwing the player in the crowd. So it's a difficult situation for the referee. I think it's a difficult situation for football. I think it, I, whatever happens sets a precedent. I think. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If the referee hasn't heard that, then he can't. You know, he he can't. No. You know, do anything. He can, on they it. can just. They all have got to do is treat the accusation seriously and gather absolutely. as much evidence as they can. Yeah. But, and there should be more camera angles than the one that's shown on television. Yeah, I would imagine the reason that we're not seeing the incident is is very much a political one. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, I, from, I don't know, but I, I, packages. I thought Bobby Madley could have dealt with it better by essentially getting right in between them, sending Holgate off, which he should have done, yeah. mm. and said, and that probably would have um, that probably would have um, sort of negated any further stuff happening because if Bob, if Madley was right on the scene. And that's easier said than done. They've got a tough job. Referee, it, was very, it? it happened very quickly. Yeah, but it? but he's seen that clear as day. Mm. If you if you push a player like with that sort of force into the crowd, I mean that's definitely reckless that's behavior. A that's yeah, a you, cut. That's you should a have been cut, sent yeah. off for it. So that would have probably that probably would have nipped it in the bud a bit earlier, yeah. and it might have been different. But we'll wait to see what comes out. But it was a definitely a flashpoint, and and it was it was um, you know I hope it, I hope what's been accused didn't actually happen because. It was a fantastic game, and, and, and really, we don't really want to be talking about that off the back of it. No, no. I mean, yeah. Mm. There we go. There we go. That's football sorted. Mm. Uh, we'll probably move on to uh, some of the shocks that happened in, in the FA Cup. Obviously, we've had uh, Nottingham Forest. Was that a shock? Does that count as a shock, Jim? I don't think it does, to be well, honest. I've Depends got... how closely you're watching Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, I've got a shock. Um, Ayoso Perez scoring two goals in one game. Uh, yeah. Don't be rude, thank you. That's a shock. <laughs> Rob Lee's... Shelby's, Shelby's goal was nice. Rob Lee's two sons playing for Luton. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. one of well, the bar at one point, I think. You yeah. see them on, on Football Focus. Lovely lads. Yeah, they, Lovely they really lads. do seem great. Yeah. Lovely lads. Nice. I'd like to get one of them in here to replace Marcus. <laughs> Let's get one of Marcus on a job share. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of uh, Middlesbrough beating Sunderland, Pete? Was that a shock to your northeastern ears and eyes? Not really. I, d- I didn't realise that uh, Borough, Borough Fan TV exists. Okay. There's some guy on the internet filming people outside uh, about the outside the cell net. What God, used to be called the cell net. What an embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. Who'd want that associated Yeah, I know, with right? Jim, Pete still calls the Middlesbrough Stadium the cell net. Yeah. <laughs> That's embarrassing, mate. I'm Grand having that. it. When, was it, when did Cellnet stop being a thing? 
I'm not having it. So you, um, you, where do you stand on the Middlesbrough v Sunderland debate? You're on the side of the of the borough, are you? It was just a very easy match for Red Borough, wasn't it? I mean, it's just Sunderland just kind of. They just yeah, but re- remove the fence though. <laughs> <laughs> they just didn't. If you had like... to choose Middlesbrough or Sunderland having like unbridled success, which would you choose? Uh, well, I know more Borough fans than I know Sunderland fans, but everyone's pretty nice up there. So, oh, shut up! Up oh, all yours. God. Up right, all you yours. Go, yeah. You're going back up soon. I'm the host. Let's get back. Let's so get, I have to be impartial. Let's all right. Get, let's get you're not. On. You ain't got the usual Pete Donaldson, the usual like, dickhead. <laughs> I've got to hold this together somehow. Impartial, like when you called Sunderland fans pit yakkers. Yeah, like that. Yeah, I mean they're not technically pit yakkers. What are you going to do? What? They're literally Mackhams. Uh, Newport County 2, Leeds United <laughs> 1. An excellent header to uh, settle that tie. What a piece of work that was. Yeah, bullet it? header from the Exiles. What a name. Well. <laughs> great name. It's a great nickname. Fantastic. And he was proper climbing as well, but yeah. I did take nothing away from that bullet. Just it's beautiful. beautiful. Did you see that police officer not taking his role seriously? Uh, no, I think he was taking their role seriously, but I think he forgot. He stuck, Well, basically, there was a policeman uh, in the crowd, I think, uh, marshalling the Leeds fans, and he was clearly a Leeds fan himself, and he, uh, even though it was at Newport, um, he was... Um, Starting the chance off yeah, with I the love Leeds that. fans, but but it was a sweary chance. Yeah. So every time they said the word bastard, he covered his mouth. I think policemen can swear, can't they? I don't no, know. Um, no, definitely not. He, do you think he just sort of yeah? I'll come along. I'll bring my uniform. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take my role very seriously, but it will be my interpretation of a role. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's down to the it's down to the policeman's discretion. <laughs> but all you want to see is consistency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Leeds looked uh, a little bit a little bit jaded. They looked a little bit knackered, to be honest. A lot of football being played over. over Thomas Christensen t- took it on the chin, didn't he? Which was which was nice <laughs> to see. That's the main I mean, thing. not literally, but you no. know what I mean. What a um, ground as well. Yeah, so, uh, that's one of the highlights of this weekend, isn't it? Just seeing seeing the the length and breadth of the of the stadium the country has to offer did you see how much um, or did you hear how much Jonathan Pierce patronised Fleetwood Town against oh, Leicester God, it's yeah. like Fleetwood Town are a league one club it's not, <laughs> no, no. they're third tier I but, think he sort of forgets that it's not 1985 but I, I, who's ever heard of Fleetwood Town yeah. guys but this is the thing with, with you know the BBC picking their games their customary game where it's you know a, a team from a lower league against a Premier League team where they have to constantly Man, reinforce that decision yeah. don't they they're constantly mm. justifying the fact that they've, they've chosen this game because Clearly, they were hoping for Vardy to play. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. It just didn't happen. So there was a narrative uh, black hole mm. where there should have been a narrative, mm. a Jamie Vardy-shaped narrative, and they kept showing him in the crowd, didn't <laughs> they? Instead, which wasn't anywhere near as good. But no. but you know maybe I Jonathan hear that Pe- if you're not in the team, you still got this game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but it's like Jonathan Pierce had just decided that because Fleetwood Town were like in the eighth tier twelve years ago mm. or something, it was still like a massive thing. But, he still uh, thinks he, he, you know, commentating on with Sergeant Bash, and Sergeant Bash has left the is the VAR was it the VAR zone? <gasps> no, no it's the, Sergeant it's, Bash it's, isn't it's, a bad name. It's for the corner patrol zone, the CPZ. CPZ, yeah. sorry, right, okay, yeah. the DMZ. I love that Robert Wars gets a mention on every single show we do. <laughs> when great. Jonathan Pierce comes up, yeah, which is e- all the time. It's either it's either football, it's either Robert Wars, or it's Sensible World of Soccer 1996, but which is what he commented on I, the PC. I, I don't know why Jonathan Pierce gets so confused about going on technology when he's really able to quite adroitly explain the rules of like Robot Wars yeah <laughs> the, the pit being activated in Robot Wars yeah. <laughs> and it's not like they, across it it's not like they don't have replays in Robot Wars it's no, a big, no, big part exactly. of it and I, I love the it. idea of like, the producer of, of, of like Match of the Day saying to him look you know what you do with your technical stuff on Robot Wars? Just apply that just to this. That. Yeah. Imagine they're just a lot of Do you reckon robots? they should put the ref bot remember they used to have a ref bot yeah, yeah. Put, that, put him on the crossbar yeah, oh. Jonathan, Jonathan, the ref bot's decided that it's not a goal. And then, yeah. All right, good, okay, yeah. fine. Or oh, not fine. even put it on there, just tell him that's what's going yeah, on. Yeah, it's the give ref bot. A, give him a little Alexa. Was that offside, Alexa? Yes, but, it was. But Pete, it's very important that if he has an Alexa, it's in the shape of the ref bot. Okay, yes. right. That, that's <laughs> what Jonathan <laughs> needs. All right. Uh, well, uh, one you haven't even put Fleetwood Town on your upsets. I know. Well, it's there. That's how highly you rate them. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be compared to Jonathan Pierce. Mm. I'm thinner for one. Um, Shrewsbury Town versus West Ham United stank up the telly, but we did have a situation where. Just like the Vardy at Fleetwood, uh, we had a player who was returning to his hometown club. Ch- Charlie Hart loved it. It was loads of clarity. <laughs> so much fucking clarity. Oh, oh, my word. It was a turgid match, but yeah, there was a lot of blood, enough to keep us all uh, very, very interested. At one yeah. point, um, Josh Cullen, who I don't know how old he is, but he's pretty young, was standing on the touchline in his pants, blood pouring out of his mouth, one tooth short of a full set, yeah. while a physio ran around trying to find a glass of milk to preserve his tooth. And I thought, this is it football. Is football. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> this is what we want. The, the next match is less a replay than, than a rematch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, I'm thinking at a football match, the only place you get um, milk is those little... Um, Sachets. Those sachets UHT, you get. mate. No use to you, I don't so think you either. Could, you reckon? I don't I reckon think it'd be it was, as good. I just, I just assume that's right. Yeah. It, but it's perfectly tooth-sized. 
You could put, yeah. put the top Actually, back on. In a sense, it's fairly economical. Yeah. I'll just jam the tooth into it and it serves as like a barrier. So all, I, all I'm saying on that, though, is if your tooth... Because if you watch the replay again, which mm. I did, the tooth gets knocked out root and all, mm. which right. means it has yeah. to, if, they prepare it, if they preserve it in milk, it can be reapplied. Mm. If it's, a, if it's a mechanical break and it just breaks out without the root, you can't replace it anyway. No. So he's all right on that. But I think that I would, if someone's going to put my tooth in something to preserve it, I would want to, I would want fresh milk rather than the UHT milk. <laughs> okay. Get up to the director's That's box, what, mate. There'll be, there'll be fresh milk up there. I'd accidentally put it in Coca-Cola. Yeah. It's gone. Where's it gone? It's, it's, gone? it's lucky it wasn't at Forest Green Rovers. Yeah. It'd just be like almond milk or something. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know, right? I chipped my tooth for football and it's started to turn a funny colour. That's a bit of a worry, isn't it? But Pete, if there are any dentists listening? Can you help me? Imagine we put it in a, in a glass of coke and then they went back an hour later. Went, look, I swear I put I it in there. <laughs> Someone's on it away. Someone's nicked it. I definitely Ooh, heard it. Look at all of that tooth. Look how clean this penny is. <laughs> <laughs> um, is West Ham uh, not turning up with a hat for the captain, Joe Hart, to use uh, a good barometer for their season so far? Unprepared. I think, don't really understand the opposition. I think if you're the captain of the club, you should take responsibility for your own for cap. Your own cap. Mm, and right, as okay. we as we well know, as long term listeners of this show will know well. As I told you guys in the seminal work by Neville Southall, In Search of Perfection, Mm. uh, which is part goalkeeper, manual, part uh, autobiography, Big Nev um, recommends the use of a visor. A visor? What, like an overheating? To prevent overheating. Yeah, I just feel that Joe Hart has slipped in the standards he usually provides for his head and shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. should maybe be thinking (laughs) thinking more about that. The amount of of, um, loss of form Joe's had recently... half think he'd quite like to stay at Shrew. I'll just stay here. Yeah. I had a great time here. I'll, I'll, I'll stay back here. I did look at I did look at the logo on that cap and I thought, is that? A, I'm not really sure what that logo. I, I, I like I could only see it from quite far. What was like, the logo? What if what if the logo's a bit dodgy? What if it's like an alt right movement or something? Say, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's a good look at it. Yeah, You're yeah. losing all of your, uh, especially your sponsorships, with, especially with those St George flags that are up around with Joe Hart on them. Mm. What was that? Up? Oh yeah, Costa. Yeah. Corn I, I would love to have seen Joe Hart put that cap on, but backwards. Yeah. It's like a massive ballsy move. <laughs> yeah, he did make a good. The sun's uh, no match for me. He did make a couple of saves uh, in in the sunshine uh, at that side side of the pitch. But yeah, it was a very very bloody affair. Matt Sadler's head just refusing yeah. to stop bleeding. That just that was just a <laughs> constant problem. Doesn't matter how much mayonnaise you put on that. <laughs> I like being playing pie face. Yeah. It was like peak, um, speaking of Neville Southall, he used to put a lot of Vaseline on his head, didn't he? he did. And Jim Layton was famous Jim for him. Yeah. Yeah, a lot Jim of Vaseline Layton. on the forehead. Uh, Cullen obviously lost a tooth as well. It was a, it was a comprehensive head kick as well. It was like it, a proper yeah. smack in the mouth. Yeah, it was, yeah there was you're not no, walking away from that one. No brushing. No. Like, that's, like, <laughs> no. that's an assault in the street. I had a decent battle with Pete over WhatsApp on the weekend saying, I don't want to do best head kicks on the show today. <laughs> well, I and do Pete, want to do best head kicks. Like it's going this way, and Pete just it? insisting that we're doing it. I just think we should do it because, you know, it's they're not always really dangerous. Sometimes they're just like, ow, and then you just get on with the match. But Jim, car crashes aren't always really dangerous. No. My favourite my favorite was David Batty. It's just Batty's, happening, isn't it? Yeah. David Batty overhead kick on Ben Eunice uh, for Tunisia in World Cup 98. What right. about Abu Dhabi on John Terry? That's considered I mean, that's, cool. that's the worst because he goes yeah. in for a diving header and his head snaps back. It's See, horrible. The thing that that's that, a classic of the genre, though. Oh, absolutely. But, but you put a picture on the WhatsApp group a little while ago and it was, um, uh, is it uh, Baptiste? Yeah, and, Julio uh, Baptiste is in the background <laughs> and he appears to be kicking something, but he's nowhere near the ball. <laughs> he's just spot really... the ball, you'd be going, it's at his feet. It's not. He's <laughs> just like playing a completely different game yeah but his face is really calm and demure as well it's like he's going why hello I did not see you there Jim, Baptista is swinging his leg about 50 yards away from the ball and having a lovely time yeah having a great it's time just, such a broad man that's, that's why he was able did he score four goals in one game five goals in one that's game that's how he's able to do it yeah. he's yeah. like a Sabutio player yeah <laughs> no what, not Sabutio that, that kid's game where you press the top of their head and they kick right okay yeah Baptista, law of averages states, if you're always kicking, sooner or later the ball's going to come to you when you're going to score. That's how he was able to score yeah. five. And that was maybe the greatest statistical anomaly in the history of that plan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I liked him. He was um, very broad. Can I talk of a, of a former West Ham manager, Alan Pardew? Right. Uh, him and West Brom got a win, of course, mm. against Exeter. And I was annoyed at how, how they sort of weren't celebrating the goals. It was really arrogant because it, it was almost like you haven't won a game since August. Don't act like it's business as usual. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair. Jay Rodriguez looked inc- like very, I would say, relieved to have scored. He looked mm. quite pumped. So you reckon it was just relief? Maybe yeah. it was like a this is a familiar feeling, yeah. but I can't quite grasp it. And, and that said, um, how Robson, Robson Carney did miss a penalty, which was terrible, so it was business as usual. Every, yeah. God, every time I hear that man's uh, name now, it reminds me of the Manic Street Preachers uh, Wales well, uh, Euro song, where it's just like, uh, Robson. 
Kanu every time oh, yeah. I think oh, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, that was bad. It I was remember dreadful. it. Was terrible, yeah. Absolutely dreadful. Um, there were some fantastic goals uh, scored this weekend. Uh, Favourite ones uh, this weekend? I, I really enjoyed uh, Aguero's. Lingard's was good as well, but I'll probably edit this yeah. bit out. We don't, <laughs> yeah. we don't talk about uh, Lingard. First um, rule of Ramble Club. One of, the, one of the sort of unwritten rules of football reporting and media is that you don't tend to talk about a goal if the team are on the end of a shellacking. Mm. <laughs> and, and Ashley Barnes' goal was a nice one. Yeah. yeah. But they were beaten 4-1, so we don't, mm. probably wouldn't mention it too much. Yeah, I also think Jan Vertonghen's goal, a defender smacking the ball that, that well, mm. is, uh, is and, always to be appreciated. And Jim, uh, Per Mertesacker's goal was a nice <laughs> one. <as well. laughs> it was excellent. Actually, Daniel Welbeck's goal was pretty good among that malaise. He did was, very well. Yeah, it, was, it was really sharp, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Quick, yeah. I just like the way it sort of rolled into the into the net. It's like, oh, that's mm. agonising for the goalkeeper. Terrible hands. Uh, right, uh, speaking of uh, terrible hands and terrible people, we'll be talking about, uh, well, Conte versus Mourinho after this. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. He was in. He was on form over the weekend, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't. Mark Hughes can't win. The only way he can win is if he wins. Fantastic. Yeah. It's nice stuff. Hard nice, to argue just, with. Just lovely stuff. It's the uh, sort of thing you find when you search. Um, Socrates on brainyquote.com <laughs> you go, that's where you find all your quotes from brainyquote.com like, no, no I don't look at them I enter your ones in there <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something a Russian bot would say on Twitter definitely yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so the previous show sponsored by Bet365 a sentence I couldn't say uh, on the show last week uh, is back this coming Friday how did our best better get on Luke uh, we drew yet another blank oh no as Watford dispatched Bristol City in decent style right. so I hate to be the one to say this to listeners out there you need to step up. Step you, up. You, need to, you need to start coming forward and stop being the, the type of listener that tweets when we get one wrong or when a fellow listener gets mm-hmm. one wrong. Start thinking, is there anything I could do better here? As Graham Souness once famously said, the best players in the world will go back and look in the mirror and go, what could I have done better today? <laughs> Take a leaf out of that book. Ask not what the ramble can do for you. Ask what you could indeed do for the ramble. I like that. And charity. And I'm going to yeah. put that in a brainyquote.com. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's been, this has been bubbling under for a little while now. Um, as early as July, Jose Mourinho and Conte started going at it, didn't they? It was. Just, yeah. it, it's been a weird sort of situation. Um, Jose was using phrases like, I'm not going to lose my hair in relation to Conte, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was a nice kind of clouded diss. Um, Conte used the Italian phrase this week, uh, Demenza Sinile, uh, in relation to the Manchester United manager. Mourinho mentioned Conte's suspension for suspected match fixing. Does anyone come out of this pathetic 
little kind of pitched battle with any kind of credibility at all. They don't, but I think more so than Conte, it's Mourinho because he's the one doing this. I mean, the, the match and he's the one more thing, under pressure. The match well, fixing thing for Conte was a huge thing where his family were harassed for about three years. You know, it was a, a terrible, terrible thing mm. for him. And I think you know Mourinho's probably had this in his back pocket for a while, waiting to drop this because he knows it's going to make Conte blow his top. And yeah. it just but Conte did serve a ban for failing to report stuff. I mean, he did but serve he was, a ban. He was, he was cleared though, wasn't it? He? No, it was reduced on appeal the right. ban, but he did serve a ban. Um, I, I, I view it slightly differently to, to you guys. I think you have to go back to last season. So last season, um, do you remember Mourinho said to Conte, stop celebrating? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah at Stamford yeah. Bridge. And, but even before that, I think in the lead up to that game at Stamford Bridge between the two teams, um, Conte branded Mourinho an enemy of Chelsea in the press conference, which mm. really pissed Mourinho <laughs> off. So that's when that Mourinho thing came about. The only difference I can see to my mind between what's happening now and what's happening then is that because Conte and Chelsea were on their way to winning the league, I just don't think Conte rose to it. Mm. Yeah. Now, now Conte's had this problem last summer with the club and not getting the players he wants, and he's been moaning ever since. And they're not going to, they're probably not going to win um, anything substantial this season. Mm. It's all of a sudden he's thought, oh, I might as well have a go. Yeah. I might as well have a go back now. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm not. Conte... I've decided I'm not above it anymore. I don't. I don't know <laughs> if he ever was above it because he rose to it, but he rose to it. Exactly by showing that he was above it, he mm. would bat it away and just go, ah, whatever, doesn't matter. But if you, I'm... but if you, if you are playing against a rival team and the manager of that team used, is a legend at the club you're now managing at, mm. and you spend the opening press conference calling him an enemy of the club, yeah, you know, what you know doing. what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think will rise to it. I think the immediate thing to do is to jump in and go, oh, it's Mourinho again. But actually, Conte knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. It's, it is unedifying, but um, I love they're it. both very good at it. And it's, it's actually nice to have someone in the Premier League that will give a bit back to Jose and actually yeah. get under his skin. Yeah. That isn't I, I, Pep Guardiola. I'm, I've enjoyed it. It's funny with, <laughs> with the way Mourinho does this because it's, you know, he peppers his digs at strange times. I, I would imagine at some point in the press conference after this game um, or after the next time they meet, he'll just have a dig at Jurgen Klopp, like yeah. seemingly for no reason at all. What would, um, what would Charlie Hart say? <laughs> he's just yeah. a cockney noise they're a right couple of size yeah. so it's just all a bit of a palaver isn't it handbags um, but Co- what, what I would say is that I mean Conte must be annoyed at Jose Mourinho because Jose Mourinho spent so much money at Chelsea now Conte gets the job and he's basically you know in an austerity kind of uh, situation yeah. where yeah. he's just got to look after the pennies well that's, it, that's his task at hand, I mean that is it? his task but I mean it's what you're talking about the, also a good example that would be the, uh, the Barkley bargain mm. yeah Everton fans fuming <laughs> Absolutely fuming. <laughs> well, you know, he let his contract run down, you, so you're going to get him for you, cheap, aren't you? You know, um, you know what um, they say about barristers in courts? They, they should never ask a question they don't already know the mm. answer to. I tweeted about asking what Everton fans thought about Barkley moving. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what the answer was going to be. Hey, stiffed us out of 20 mil. Yeah. Hey. Stiffed us out of 20 mil. Hey, they've spent double on that on uh, on Jenk Torsen. He's yes. coming in. Will, is he, is he going to be the guy who's going to score a couple of goals for them? Because stop, they do need it. Stop asking us this because we're going to look like absolute dicks. Mugs. Yeah. yeah. I'll, yeah say, I'll say yes. You can say no if you want. Turkish players are Come always the the better when they're a little bit older. And this guy's a little bit older. I think Where's he's going to do really from? well. Where's that come from? thinking of the two guy again. <laughs> two yeah, guy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, shall we move on to the highlights of the weekend? Then we're going to do a bit of go for goal. Then let's get out of here, to be quite yeah. frank. Because to be honest, we've you know we've outstayed our welcome. Oh, before we go into the highlights of the week, I need to give a shout out to Alan Gray, who I saw and promised to give a shout out on the show and I've forgotten consistently every week for about a year right so here you go pal there's a shout out to you Alan hello Alan Gray there you go do you want some highlights of the week yeah the first highlight of the week is from Greg Sleet is it from Alan Gray (laughs) (laughs) great name Greg Sleet Greg Sleet if if you are a listener who surname is a weather type get in touch nobody talks about Sleet anymore because it, it's I'm gonna, it's I'm less putting that out there. It's lesser seen. Yeah. What? What? The weather's getting less sleety. Well, it, Big talk well, from Jim. I'm not saying it's getting less sleety. You just rarely see sleet. Can we? Can we get Sam, the social media guy, to go on Pete's hot take of the week? Um, <laughs> why doesn't anyone talk about sleet anymore? <laughs> oh, all right, all right Romesh Ranganathan. <laughs> uh, so, do you want to hear what Greg Sleet's got to say? No. All right. <laughs> yeah, of course. Go ahead. Um, Greg Sleet says Robbie Savage defending Mark Hughes on 606 only to be interrupted with a news he'd been sacked oh that's nice <laughs> big build up for Sleety there but he's delivered oh bugger so, so, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so Robbie's not able to make any point on any of his outlets without about Mark Hughes without saying look I know he's me mate I know he's me mate at the start of everything <laughs> yeah. like, what was he he was doing Forrest wasn't he Oh, he's Forrest, confused. Forrester never on telly. His, his thing about the uh, about the penalty clearly kicked it twice. He just got no, no, no. You only kicked it once for me. 
To be fair, he's been a good <laughs> pal for Hughes there, hasn't he? he so we'll give him that at least if we're yeah. going to give him anything. Jerry Burwood has chimed in saying, England's number one keeper with over 400 career appearances for getting his baseball cap and borrowing one off a fan. With 75 caps for his country, you'd think he'd have a couple spare. And I, I think Joey raises a good point there. I think if you've been capped by your country, should, you should have to have keep to it with you. Around, they yeah, they yeah. should be the caps that you wear. Um, I actually <laughs> I've actually got a bit of insight into the Joe Hart thing that I forgot earlier. You know when Brett the Hitman Hart used to go down and give his sunglasses to a fan? Yeah. Right? Joe Hart always takes a baseball cap from a fan. It's like his thing. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Give me your cap. Yeah. <laughs> so Tom Wiles has been in touch. Um, I love this. His highlight of the week is finding out the Sparky was so bad, Stokes sacked him twice. And then he's put a link to Stokes' website where they are advertising a role for an electrical maintenance engineer. So <laughs> you need another Sparky. That's uh, <laughs> really good. Fantastic. Well done. Uh, um, even finally, if you corrected that yourself, and it's not a real uh, yeah. vacancy, it's still very uh, good. Great work. Yeah. Um, so Phil Gidman's back in touch. He was the giddy man from last week, and he appears to have calmed down a little bit. He says, finally calming down and cutting the dairy out of my diary. Uh, and out of my diary? Dairy he my actually diary. has said diary, yeah, which I edited <laughs> out and have still said anyway. It obviously meant diet. Um, you yourself off, I have, yeah. Added on to that, regular night terrors that involve a 2-1 loss to Panama. So still slightly incoherent from Phil Gidman, but he is yeah. calming down. That's good to know. <laughs> Let us know how you get on. Can I stick in a highlight of the week in the form of a uh, story from the Irish Cup? Oh, yeah. yes, please do. Big fan of this. I'm, I'm sure you're both aware of this one. Um, uh, Matthew Tipton, the boss of Warren Point Town. Uh, he's apologised to his own players after he was sent off during the, uh, the Irish Cup defeat to Cliftonville. Uh, the former Alderman Maxfield Town striker brought himself on in the closing stages of the fifth round tie, but he's booked twice in the space of three minutes. I saw it. <laughs> the interview yeah. is incredible. They ended up losing the match. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that. Um, the, yeah. best, the best thing about it, so he's a bit of a chunky lad, and you know, I he's, am too, so I'll well, say that. Yeah, but he's, like, he's a footballer though, man. Yeah, true. <laughs> player but, manager. but the best thing about it is that he obviously gets booked twice very quickly mm. and the post-match interview he's interviewed on the pitch he goes well I thought I'd bring myself on for a bit of experience and a bit of guile guile <laughs> guile <laughs> did he mean guile from Street Fighter 2 just yeah. bloodying people yeah. just sonic booming all sonic over the boom. place yeah. uh, Andres Villas-Boas as well he's finished the first stage of the Dakar rally in uh, 42nd place oh. um, so well done him it's great because I'll imagine tell you that what, gravel vice the headline the headline to this story which came out um, at the end of last year is Andre Villas-Boas quits as manager of Shanghai to drive in Dakar Rally. And the quote is, so I got in touch with Team Overdrive and here I am. To which all I could think of was, free love on the free love. Free love. <laughs> yeah. It's the most middle, like, it's a middle bit class, Phil Brown, like, isn't it? Midlife yeah. crisis I've ever heard of. <laughs> Fantastic. It's a bit Phil Brown. Yeah, You little... never want to do something and then someone in response says to you, that's a bit, that's Phil, a bit Brown. Phil Brown. Yeah. Almost weekly with me. Yeah. I'm always <laughs> buying nonsense I don't need. Um, what, can I make a little pred- prediction? I did this on Twitter and I'm fairly certain it's going to happen in the next season or so someone because you did um, the Jose Mourinho out by um, summer is that looking any closer to uh, fruition uh, Luke oh, they had a routine winning the cup didn't they it was yeah. a bit disappointing but I mean, who knows maybe the Conte thing will make him blow his top yeah I don't think it's going to be due to results this will be due to some sort of internal bust up won't it ok yeah right, I'll take okay. it I'll take, take it mate <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a proud club of proud traditions. Um, I think that at some point in the next season, someone, uh, some TV uh, company uh, uh, or whoever it is, going to broadcast a live football match in portrait mode from an overhead camera angle. Why are you suggesting that? For a phone. He's predicting, predicting it, not it. suggesting it. That's the I'm real madness here. I think Can't you already good. get a tactic cam? What? You can already get tactics cam, but I don't know if it's in portrait or not. No, but I mean, like in a, basically a portrait mode uh, football match will be broadcast. So there okay. we go. Some, some, of the thing, some of the things that go through mm. your mind are yeah. unreal. Well, you know. A portrait thing will be seen. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's see what goes through your mind right now. Look, Miller. Gold. Did I get it last week? I did, didn't I? I did get it last week. You yeah. got it quite early as yeah, well, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Matt. Thank you, Matt, for your uh, for your clues. Uh, clue number one basically if you've not heard uh, Going From Law before basically what happens is I give a load of clues out uh, pertaining to a mystery footballer and you guys have to guess who it is by saying stop and thanks to uh, Jermaine Genes at the uh, BBC for letting us license this from exactly yes, that's yeah. right uh, much appreciated Jermaine clue number one I was born on the 7th of November 1978 in Oldenzaal the Netherlands stop I'll have a guess at Aaron Vinter incorrect oh, but nice love it to hear, hear his name stop Brian Roy. No, not Brian Roy. Nice. Could have been, it could have been uh, Forest related. Uh, number two, <laughs> I'm not that joined up. Number two, I made, I made 435 career league appearances, scoring 173 goals. Okay, it's not bad. It's decent. Roy Mackay. No, not He'd have probably Mackay. got more than that. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Mackay is a good shout as well. Yeah. Three, I made 19 appearances for my country, scoring three goals. 
stop. I'm going to go for um, Klaus-Jan Huntelaar. Incorrect. Oh, I don't think he'd be that old, would he? I think he's probably got more goals yeah. than that. Yeah, he definitely scored oh, yeah, more, he than, he more than, than that. He's more than that for the Netherlands. Stop. Pierre van Hooydonk. Incorrect. He's older than Pierre that. Pierre yeah, van Hooydonk. I was named in the 23-man squad for my country at the 2006 World Cup in Germany. Stop. Jan Venegor of Hesselink. It's Jan Venegor yeah, of Hesselink! That's right, Jim. Wow. Good guess. Uh, as well as appearing in that uh, World Cup for national team, I appeared in the Austrian, Dutch and English top flights. I once received uh, used toilet paper in the post from an angry fan of my club's rivals. Ooh. I retired from professional football at the age of 33 and uh, my name has famously caused some difficulties with shirt printings. <laughs> Couple of good, two or three good seasons at Celtic and he's not yeah, been really mentioned in that as well. Well, it's at the end. but I, I Oh, OK, right. Okay. I was going to just cleave them off for, for time but now I'm explaining it and so, there <laughs> so you go. if anything it's thank, just more time thank you for that Luke Miller <laughs> no worries uh, so, thanks, no, thanks to Jan thanks <laughs> yeah. to Jan and thanks Jan to and Matt thanks to Matt Venegor of Hesley for suggesting Matt. it <laughs> well it's been a rip-roaring weekend of uh, FA Cup action thank you for joining us for the Football Ramble Monday uh, show uh, but we'll be back on Friday for the preview show where we'll be no doubt to talking about the Carabao Cup and looking forward to the weekend of uh, Premier League action and further afield as well and uh, don't forget on Wednesday uh, on the continent we'll be back with loads of news i expect I'm, i can't really predict the future but i imagine we'll be talking about the seville derby yes and about diego costa <laughs> so do, <laughs> do tune in by searching so um, on the continent wherever you get your pods he looked so confused when he uh, got sent off yeah <laughs> right let's get out of here guys jim thank you for joining us thank you luke thank you for joining us you're welcome and i'll be back on friday too goodbye